We discuss what we think might happen and what we want for the next decade of gaming. Let's jump into it. What is up, guys? Welcome to Diggity, a video game podcast, episode number 133. I'm Jeff James, as always with me, the incredible and obtainable Luscious Brody Faults. How are you? I am peachy. How about yourself? Ooh, peachy. But like a good peachy, not like the sarcastic peachy, like an actually good peachy. I'm, uh, I'm good, man. I'm doing good. Big fan of the San Francisco 49ers, you couldn't tell. Uh, yeah. One yeah, of their you, biggest fans. Yeah, yeah. Your boys are going to have to get their ass in gear. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Now, um, basically, guys, uh, right now, if you're listening to this, we actually recorded this little behind the scenes on Sunday. You're listening to this on Wednesday because obviously holidays. behind the scenes if we're live on YouTube right now? It's not oh, too much. I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking to the audio people ah, in the okay, future. Okay, just the audio That's people. right. Gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha. But if you subscribe to us on YouTube, diggity. You get access to these awesome live shows. So hit us up there on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, also hit us up on our Instagram and Twitter at Diggity Podcast. Tell your friends, your family, your aunts, your uncle, your niece, your nephew, your dog, your stepdog, all about us. Uh, word of mouth is the best kind of word of mouth. Ha! Get it in you. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Been on break, baby. Oh, um, yeah. But anyways, yeah. T- today we are talking about... Um, uh, what we kind of want to see in the next decade and, and what we think we might see, which I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to toot our own horn. I'm going to fucking pull the shit out of our foghorn. Literally, <laughs> when we say stuff, generally speaking, we've had a pretty good record right now. Yeah, this we're, year have been pretty good. We've been pretty good. we got a good good average right good. now, for sure. Just like we know that Double Dash is coming back this summer, baby. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. And absolutely. I'm pretty sure you said this last year. <laughs> and hey, probably the year before that. If I keep saying it and it might happen, yeah, I, I might be right. I mean, y- yeah, okay. <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, before, Technically correct. But before we jump into the topic, uh, what did you play this uh, holiday break, which well, is so nice to have? Uh, I said I was going to get into Astral Chain. I have not gotten into Astral Chain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've still been grinding away at Pokemon. Um, I'm uh, 30-something hours into it. Beat the last gym, but I keep spending a lot of time in the wild area trying to catch as many and all Pokemon that I will never use. They'll go into a corner of the box that I'll never touch again. Um, and what else was I playing? Oh, I beat uh, my friend Pedro. I started it and beat it all in one night. It's about four to five hours long, um, and that was that was a pretty fun experience. It's goofy. the The controls are a little little wonky sometimes. Uh, they don't make a whole lot of sense logically to me, but it mm-hmm. works. Um, other than that, I don't know. I really haven't played much because I've been uh, got a got an iPad, so I've been messing around with that, trying to get back into drawing. Uh, I did get. A switch light for Christmas for my <gasps> lovely wife. Um, so I've been playing Pokemon on my Switch light, and it's fantastic. I love do, that do little li- thing. Do you like it more than your regular Switch? Because you're you're the dude that plays more portable, anyways. Yeah, uh, for me, yes, I do. Uh, <gasps> just because 
uh, I don't know. The Joy-Cons feel weird sometimes when they're on there. They want to, like, move and shift, and I, it's never bad, per se. I had some that had some broken latches in there, so they would actually like, fall off, but that's uh, been fixed since then. But uh, I actually really like the, the portable little Switch Lite. I think it's... Um, the screen's just a tiny bit smaller, but it's not overly noticeable. It's still comfortable. I mean, it doesn't... It's not uncomfortable just because it's a little smaller or anything. I, I right. really like it. It feels a lot sturdier, and and it's it's very nice. Plus, it has the D-pad, like an actual real D-pad now, which is fantastic. <laughs> hey, guys, check it out. Look at this. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, definitely uh, very, very fond of the Switch Lite. What would you play? Sweet. I played a melody of, of things, Ooh, a, a vast array. A vast array. Oh, yeah. I, like I played it. some Overwatch on the Switch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I right. played Nino. I got into some Nino Cooney. Ooh. How much time of, did you put into Nino Cooney? Uh, dude, like maybe like two and a half hours. Not that okay. much at all so yeah. far. But um, and then I got into. Is it as good as you remember? Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, highly. I'm recommend. excited to to get into it. That'll be my next Switch game after I do Astral Chain because Astral Chain's only like ten to fifteen hours, so I'll knock it out and then I'll. I'll switch over to yeah. Nino this is, is fantastic. I can't speak highly enough of it. Um, and then uh, some Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Put that oh, at my yeah. brother's house. Um, gosh, what else? Uh, NHL Twenty on PS4. Played that at a buddy's house. There you um, go. <laughs> uh, what else? Keep going. Uh, I played some stuff on my iPad. Mm-hmm. Just some little games here and there. Um, God, there's one I'm missing. Oh my God. Oh oh. Uh, open, um, God, I'm going to botch this and it's ridiculous. TDD or TDR or TRD. Um, so anyone who knows this is, um, there's a roller coaster tycoon thing called oh, open okay. roller RCT. Well, there used to be this game by the same dude, Sid Meier, and it's called locomotive or locomotion, something like that. And okay. basically, uh, it was like you, you owned like a transportation company, mm-hmm. uh, everything from like public transit to like freight like ships and everything and aircraft. And basically you had to, you know, grow a transport company and, and, and manage your fleet and stuff like that. Well, someone took, did the same thing that they did with like open RCT where they made it basically multiplayer and some other stuff. So I took a whack at that on the Mac, um, this, uh, this holiday season too. Uh, and then God, there's one more I'm missing. I'm forgetting about that. I've, that I played, but I didn't, mm, maybe it'll come back to me. I got a lot of stuff in. So yeah, here and there and played a lot of NHL 20. Oh yeah. That, well, I mean, I mean, that's what you do when you're in Canada, right? When you're in the <laughs> land, baby, when you're in the motherland. Yep. Played a lot of Leafs games. Oh yeah. <laughs> but right. yeah, uh, gaming stuff got for Christmas. Um, geez, what did I, not much actually. I got, um, I got, uh, Mario, uh, rabbits kingdom battle. Or oh yeah, good. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I got that. Good, that's Christmas. a good game. My 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 in laws actually bought it for my kids, and I was like, yeah, that might be a little too difficult. So they actually ended up wrapping it and giving it to me. <laughs> God, because yeah, they told got... us beforehand, you know. But my kids got a bunch of Switch games. They got like that Ryan's World and. Some oh yeah, Ryan's yeah. world. Oh god, uh, world, like the YouTuber. Yeah, he has a game on Switch. Yeah, what? I gotta yeah. look this up. Are you kidding me? What's in it? Uh, it's like a kart racing game, I think. No. Side note here: Do you know that kid made twenty-seven million dollars from YouTube alone last year? Yeah. 
That's insane. Yeah. Insane. And he also he has the uh oh my gosh, that is that's him right there. They put him that, his that's photo. Him. He's like Trump. He's got his little photo in the court, the thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't escape them everywhere in the toy store. There's something. Oh yeah, my, in the toy kids section. Kids eat that up, man. They they love Ryan's World. It's crazy, oh crazy, crazy stuff. But Ryan's yeah, my World kids headphones. got a handful of games. They got, uh, I think, Jurassic or Lego Jurassic World, um, uh, Lego Movie Two, a couple other things. Uh, yeah, good good gaming Christmas. We got uh, we got my kids each their own Xbox controller. That way they can. Uh, Stop destroying mine. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh-huh. I didn't get much gaming stuff, though, but uh, aside from the iPad, uh, which helps out for stuff like this, and um, some tools, because we're purchasing a home soon, so I asked for tools for yeah. Christmas. But yeah, anyways, uh, that was that. So <laughs> why, don't we, uh, <laughs> why don't we jump into... Kind of this topic at hand, which, by the way, I might add, we were kind of worried about the general banter category. Seems oh, yeah. to be doing fairly well. Yeah, that People one to enjoy actually it. did pretty good, yeah. I'm okay with it. Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, do you want to start off with uh, just a, a topic and, and how about, yeah. I mean, we don't we shouldn't make it a super long show, but I no, mean, no, maybe no. you bring up something, we discuss for a couple minutes, I bring up something, you know, before, back and forth. Yeah, before we get into like the whole decade, I wanted, I wanted to make a few predictions about this this coming year. Ooh. Just just this year. Um my first bold prediction and it's one that I really don't want to say. Um but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> I don't think Cyberpunk is going to be as re- or received as well as The Witcher 3. <gasps> I don't mm. I I want it to be great because I'm thoroughly excited for that game, but I'm worried about uh gunplay. I'm worried that the gunplay is not going to be great, and it's going to take a toll on the game as a whole. But, I mean, there are routes you can play that game, supposedly, that you don't even have to shoot a gun. But, um, I don't know. I There's something about it that I feel like all of the hype building up to this game is going to be uh, bad for the game in the long run. Because The Witcher 3 essentially launched with, I mean, very minimal... Uh, fanfare. I mean, it, it it didn't have anywhere near the hype as what it, what Cyberpunk does, and The Witcher Three was really the game that put uh, CD Projekt Red on the map. So I, I think that that game, I, I'm interested. I again, I'm really excited for this game. Don't get me wrong, but I am <clears throat> concerned that it may not live up to the hype. And I really didn't want to say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd I'd probably agree with you. There's just a lot behind it. There's a ton going on in that game. Uh, I also think Watch Dogs 3 is going to fall flat on its face because that's what Ubisoft has been doing lately. Unfortunately, again, because I am excited for that game as well, I Mm -hmm. actually do like the Watch Dogs series. I mean, you got to take it kind of for what it is. I mean, you don't don't expect anything too crazy, but Watch Dogs 2 was actually really good, Um, but... I think they might be trying to be a little too ambitious with this one, and it's just going to feel weird. I know something about it's not going to be right. Like mushed together. Yeah. The idea of being able to switch through so many different characters is just kind of, I don't know. I I feel like it's, they say that, you know, you'll never come across the same character, but there's no way. 
It's not I wish, possible. I wish game companies wouldn't do that. Yeah. Like, you don't need to do that. Just tell me that no. there's a bunch of people that can you, you can use. It's like, you'll never run to... It's going to be like a No Man's Sky on first night. Right. Oh, exactly. he's a dude I just ran into. Yeah. And that's what I'm I'm concerned about. But um, as far as good things, I think Nintendo is going to launch something out of complete left field that uh, does gangbusters for them. Uh, something that we don't know about. Maybe like a whole new IP, or just like I a... think I think maybe they'll either have a new IP or a return of something that <clears throat> maybe Mario Kart Double Dash. I don't know. Oh, uh, don't I think they're don't gonna have. Me. They're going to have some game this year that we don't currently know about that is just going to do gangbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we're going to have all the console launches or the console launches in the holiday season, and we're going to have all the lead up to that. I think um, I think Xbox is going to win some favor this year, big time. They've already been doing it in the last year, last two years or so. I think uh, as this goes forward, um, I think Xbox is going to – Maybe win some people over. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Everybody keeps bashing on the design of the Xbox, but I don't know if you've seen the dev kit for or the supposed dead kit, dev, dev kit for the uh, PlayStation Five. Yeah, yeah. but it looks bad. like a spaceship from like Destiny. <laughs> it's yeah. The one looking. the one before that, see the PS4 dev kit was always pretty weird looking too. It looked like a, yeah. like a kitchen appliance. Right. <laughs> but so, I mean, dev kits look weird in general, right? I mean, shit. Yeah. I I think obscure. I think as we, I think PlayStation is going to actually end up looking similar to how Xbox does. I think we're going to start getting into this realm of they're going to start looking more like a PC rather than a console, and kind of start to blur that line a little bit, which I think is great. And uh, I, I think there's some, I think I, I, we don't know much about PlayStation currently or the PlayStation Five. I mean, other than the the leaks and things like that. But I think Xbox is going to have something very interesting to do with their box. I don't think it's going to be as simple as it seems. And I think they're going to have some sort of new service that will launch alongside it. Mm-hmm. So those are my, my off the cusp, uh, uh, predictions. What you got? My, my, my predictions for the, uh, for the year, uh, coming up for 2020 would be, which is crazy. We're in 2020 already, but whatever, um, would definitely be. So for Xbox or sorry, oh, let me start Nintendo for Nintendo. I agree with you. I think that they're totally going to do like some, I don't know if it's gonna be new IP. I think it's going to be like something that we didn't see coming. Um, yeah. I also think that we're going to see a lot of Metroid, um, mm-hmm. and be a little shocked at the launch date for Metroid. Um, I, still I also think we might be a ways off on Metroid personally. I think that we'll also see a redesign of the original Switch uh, with the removable Joy-Cons. Like, instead of this time just being battery, uh, you know, efficiency, uh, you know, perhaps no bezels. We're going to get that eight or that Switch Pro. Yeah, like a like a hard metal material or like an aluminum instead of a instead of a plastic casing um, and no bezels. You know, maybe like an OLED screen to help with the uh, battery, um, and, uh, just, you know, nicer, nicer material, nicer look to it, uh, better battery power, shit like that. Do you think it'll launch this year or you think it'll be revealed this year? Uh, uh no, I think it'll launch this year. Cause I think it'll get sure. shown off around E3 time. I, and think, I think it'll go for holiday season. My personal opinion on that. I think it'll be shown off this year and I think it will, re- will release of in spring 2021. See, I thought about that because of obviously PlayStation and Xbox for mm-hmm. holiday season. Stay away from them. But then I'm like, 
I mean, fuck. I think the fact that the light, from what I've seen, Lights a lot of the people who are purchasing well. the light are people that already own the original Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, I think there's enough room there where they could launch it to where if it is a higher tiered item, the people that would be purchasing are the ones that either have both those already or one of the three. So I think that they still might uh, yeah. launch it within the holiday time. Um, for Xbox, yeah, uh, I totally think that uh, we'll see a look at some other Xbox models um, this year, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that we'll see a more in-depth uh, look at the new controller because I think there's some stuff to the new controller that we aren't being shown uh, mm-hmm. in terms of its internals. Um I think that the service that they'll launch that you alluded to will be X Cloud or yeah, X Cloud. Oh, um yeah. and uh that'll I be I think they'll have something else too. That'll just do gangbusters. Um I think that we'll see uh, a ridiculous launch lineup at E three or prior to E three mm-hmm. or at their you know, one of their own directs this year that will just, you know, be insane. Probably one of the best launches of a console. For Xbox? Correct, yeah, okay. for Xbox. Yeah, I mean, they have, what, 16 <clears throat> studios now that yeah. there's quite a few of them. We don't know what they're doing or, right. or when it's coming. Right. So. Um, I think we'll see uh, the Xbox be expensive. Um, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I bet they're I, both going to be expensive. This is, this is more of a statement and a thought, actually, while we're on Xbox that I was thinking about. Um, while I was driving, I was talking to my brother about the new Xbox design and he's like, yeah, he's like, it's a, he's like, it's an interesting design. He's like, he's like, I don't really care about the design that much. And then I'm like, well, fuck, like, what are they going to do in terms of like different variations of this Xbox? I mean, <clears throat> obviously like more... special editions or yeah. Cause here's the thing. Are they, are they done with special editions or not? Because no, basically not. the, the. I, this is a design that that the Series X was. I mean, sure, there's a lot of real estate there for like murals and stuff like that. But it, I mean, it's gonna look cheesy as shit. Whether it's a, it's gonna look like it's like one of those GameCube skins from, from like way back in the day, or it's just gonna look super bland. But if they can do, I figured if they can offer the Xbox Series X in a different color from launch, aside from um, you know black and white. If they could do like those cool, um, you know, control, you know, the controllers that fade from like a navy blue to a black, or mm-hmm. like that amber to a black, that'd be fantastic. I mean, that'd see, be really I don't cool. like those. Like, if it was something like this, where it was like the phantom, where it kind of goes into yeah, like yeah, clear, yeah. something like that, be that'd be too. cool. But the ones that you're talking about, where it's still like a solid color, I don't care for those too much. Personally, the gradient, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I want to see it. Uh, I want to see what they do with that. I'm a little perplexed as to I don't I don't know. It just seems like a weird move to me because it's like the rectangle. I just fit nice. You were constrained to your canvas, which I think helped them in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Versus, you know, what's like a Madden edition. Xbox Series S is going to be like, it's going to be like a massive Tom Brady on the side of the fucking thing. Or is it going to be like, like one of those fat heads yeah. on the side of the Xbox uh, Series X? I think you can do it tastefully enough, though. I mean, you don't have to use all the real estate. You yeah. Know? You, could, you could do um, something a little more subtle on there that would be kind of neat. Or you just do faceplates. Do faceplates for the damn thing. Oh, my God. Like the old 360 There's no way days. they're going to do faceplates for it. No, probably not. It would be cool if they could do shells, because mm-hmm. the thing is basically like a Mac Pro, the old Mac Pro, where you know you can lift the whole case off of it. Yeah, 
That would have been cool, but I doubt, I doubt it. Um, anyways, uh, for Sony, uh, for this year, they're going to show the PS5. I think it's literally going to look like the Xbox Series X. I think so, too. Every, uh, all the PlayStation fanboys that are knocking on the Xbox, be ready, because it's going to look the same. <laughs> it's, well, essentially. It's, it's primarily, yeah, for cooling purposes. It, yeah. You have to create a tunnel through the entire core of that system now mm-hmm. for cooling purposes. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I... Yeah, I think it's going to pretty much look like a Series X and it's going to have like a PlayStation logo on the top right and a button in the bottom of it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the PlayStation controller, it's going to be just like the, I mean, I think in terms of hardware, both aren't going to be like, oh my God. I don't. But think I don't really give games. a shit about hardware and I don't think people really give a shit about hardware anymore either. I think they just care about the graphics of the games yeah. and their ability to play them on the go now with the introduction right. of the switch really changing things well and people are pretty fixed in their ways of you know if you play on xbox you generally love the xbox controller whereas you know people who play on playstation love the playstation controller because the dual shock's mm-hmm. been the same for forever and honestly the xbox controller has been the same since pretty much 360 i mean there are some some slight changes but it's not anything drastic i mean it they've kind of solidified what they want it to be and how they're going to do it right but, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think we're gonna see anything drastic as far as hardware goes. I think you know, obviously, the Xbox controller is adding the share button, which has been agreed, long waited. You know, it's something they could have done a long time ago, but something nobody will use. Right. Uh, I never use it on PlayStation. I don't. I personally don't care. I don't use it on the Switch. I mean, it. Well, I. It's not exactly the same on the Switch, but more or less. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's. I don't know. It'll be fine. Uh, the the way Xbox does it now, anyway, is fine too. You press the the Xbox button and press X to record something or Y to take a screenshot. It's really not that difficult. That's <laughs> <laughs> two clicks. Damn it, two clicks. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I I think the next year is going to be obviously pretty interesting because we are leading up into the the. Um, uh, next console generations for Xbox and PlayStation. I think mm-hmm. we will start to see that that next revision of the Switch, like you said. I think uh, I think this is going to be a good year. We're going to hear a lot of good shit announced and uh, a lot of exciting stuff. Honestly, I mean, just seeing the graphics for um, Hellblade Two. I mean, that's phenomenal, and that's that's just you know the launch of the console. Think of the games that launched on Xbox One. And how those were. I mean, I imagine what we're going to be at in three years down the road. And uh, I think I think there's a, really a lot of cool things that can happen. Um, but outside of just this year, unless you have anything else to add to this year. No, I just think Sony's going to have an incredible lineup too. I think yeah. everyone's going to win. Oh, yeah. I think, I think that the only people who are going to lose are people who uh, don't play on consoles or... I guess really most of those games come to PC anymore, so mm-hmm. except for some of the real exclusives. But yeah, I think I think it's gonna be great. And it, these are gonna be the best console lo- lineups or launch titles that we've seen in years, years and years and years, if probably ever. Um, but right. outside of just this year, what, do you have any predictions going forward? Maybe the next five years, and then we'll get to the next ten years. Uh, yeah, uh, streaming, big thing. Lots of streaming. By the end of five years, uh, I expect that we'll just literally be streaming fucking everything. Um, the fact that we're going to have, you know, even 5G, for example, mesh networks around us that basically are just, there's going to be no need to really have lines going into homes anymore. Fiber going into houses is going to be redundant and useless. 
Um, Till we I, find out that it makes you grow a third testicle. Perhaps. But maybe that's a <laughs> bonus that. for some. <laughs> uh, Lance Armstrong hey. is another one. The, um, Get his right nut back. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All righty. Um, the, uh, no, like I think I think streaming is going to be the thing um, by the end of five years for sure. I think Stadia will have shut down. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. You're not wrong. But um, <laughs> I think Stadia shut down. I think Xbox will still be the the king of of the streaming style of, of the platforms, uh, and PlayStation will be a close second behind. And I think that's what's going to make Xbox truly gain over the next five years. This is the streaming paired with their uh, Game Pass, which is just better marketed and, and, and just much – it's way it, – it's managed a lot better as a community fashion than, than PlayStation does yeah. their PS now. I mean, PlayStation sees that, that they're getting their ass kicked on that side, um, and that obviously they're going to be losing market share for that. But I think uh, Microsoft – I mean, one is a company that runs cloud shit every day. Mm-hmm. Well, the other is not. Right. So it, I, I honestly do think that Microsoft is doing a way better job of marketing this as well as just marketing as a whole. I think mm-hmm. they really blow um, PlayStation out of the water in that realm. Uh, honestly, Nintendo has surprisingly been doing a very good job of marketing lately. Like mm-hmm. you see a ton of Switch commercials. I mean, they're they're very much those weird like, hey, I'm at a party and I'm on a rooftop and I'm playing the Switch. Like, no, you aren't. Here's me and my cousin. <laughs> you play beer our, pong with everybody else. <laughs> yeah, here's me and my cousin in our $1.5 million modern mansion. Right. Absolutely. Playing <laughs> Ring Fit Challenge. <laughs> but, I mean, they are getting it out there and that's that's actually oh, yeah. not something Nintendo has been historically very good at. I mean, no. So they, they are finally stepping into the right direction. Um, but yeah, but Nintendo's I, always been the cheaper option too. Yeah, that's true, and, and it's been generally kind of aimed more at a family-friendly console, or you know, even directly aimed towards children, mm-hmm. um, in in some cases. But I think, um, I think you're right. I think streaming is going to be the thing that completely dominates for the next five years until, and I think it will take every bit of you know three or four or five years somewhere oh, in sure. there before it's actually you know, a, a common thing. Yeah. It's an infrastructure uh, issue, right? Right. And even, you know, uh, you got to wait for 5g to make it all around and, and mm-hmm. all of these things. Cause there's, you know, you can't completely, uh, get rid of people out in rural areas or anything like that, or, mm-hmm. or you lose a, a, a decent market share as well. So you're definitely going to have to, or they're definitely going to have to wait for the rest of technology to catch up to, you know, streaming, um, but I, I definitely think within five years or right around that five year mark is when we will see like, hey, now it is a thing. And I don't think Xbox is actually going to launch with a console that is just streaming right off the bat. I think we're going to be a little ways off from that. I think that'll be like one of their mid generation type things or even a year or two in or whatever. Um, I also am kind of curious uh, the way that these are designed, I wonder if they are actually finally going to let people go in and swap out hardware inside of the box. No, I highly doubt that. I mean, after two years, your warranty's up anyway, so <sighs> it'd be nice. I mean, it would be pretty cool to be able to do that. And that will was... there be a will there be a side market for it? Maybe because they're using a lot more. Um, you know, off the shelf components, I guess, for these mm-hmm. boxes now, but I don't know. 
I don't know, yeah. dude. Well, that no, was, they're, that I mean, was they're one processors of the big... fucking strictly designed for it. Right. Yeah, and they do that solely so you don't run into a situation where you can't play games, you know. It's it, yeah. they do that on purpose, but at the same or on the same hand there, I mean, I have a day one Xbox One, and there's some games I just can't play because they run terribly on the Xbox One versus the Xbox One X where they run fine. So you still kind of do run into that issue where, like, now certain people can't play certain games because they just don't work. What would be fascinating to me is Microsoft's experimented a lot with external GPUs over mm-hmm. the last couple of years with their, you know, Microsoft, or with their Surface Book and uh, Surface Laptop and all that kind of stuff. Um I would be interested to see if, you know, seven years, say seven years down the road, we're going, the latest stupid TV craze happens. It's 8K or 12K. I mean, there's 8K now, right. which is, which, you know, 4K is hardly being fucking used. Um, but, uh, you know, you've got 12K now. If they come out with something that you can plug into it and it uses, you know, an external GPU to, to high, you know, up res up into that 12K. Uh, to extend the shelf life of that of that console for a period of time would be interesting to me, but I don't think that they're gonna let you make it easy to crack it open and, and do shit to it. I mean, you can do no. shit to anything, but it's like, you know. Another thing I kind of wonder about is if uh, these console makers, Xbox and PlayStation, are going to lean into uh, mouse and keyboard support even more than what they already kind of are. Oh sure, yeah. I think I think they want to blur that line and i think they'll you'll start seeing things like a like an official stand or something that you know you basically like a, a bedside table type thing that you can put uh next to your couch and play mouse and keyboard now on xbox and but i the big thing there is you're gonna have to separate lobbies and things like that but i think they're definitely mm-hmm. gonna lean into it because i think they really do want to blur that line between uh, a console and a PC, and I think that's a smart idea. Honestly, I mean, a lot of people love mouse and keyboard, and a lot of people love their PCs. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, some people just like to sit on the couch and play it, or you know, kick back and relax and play. And so you can play with controller or mouse and keyboard. I think that's. I mean, Xbox has kind of already started to lean into that a little bit, but I think I think we'll definitely see it a lot more uh, going forward. Well, yeah, I think also. I mean. As uh, Phil Spencer said, that they want Xbox to be just encompassing as gaming, as a yeah. brand. And there's a lot of people out there that uh, don't know a fucking thing about computers, um, but they want to play oh, yeah. games. And they want to play you know, a bunch of games. And I think that <clears throat> what you'll see is you'll see people buying this. Uh, I think most games will have complete mouse and keyboard support, or it'll be a requirement for mm-hmm. games to have mouse and keyboard support. And right. I think what you'll see is you'll see people go out and buy monitors, and they'll buy this, and they'll sit this on their desk. Yeah. And this will be their It'll PC and play games. Be a PC. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then you'll have people have this in the living room and they'll use it for controllers. And then you'll have people uh, who are like, fuck it. I don't want the box. I just want the streaming service. And they'll just pay the monthly premium for the streaming service. And Xbox just becomes a, a gaming brand and it becomes a unifying platform to just be able to play games on. Which, and that's it. Yeah, which they're already making steps in that direction. I mean, we've already seen, you know, how they're launching all the support for PC and they release their games on Steam now. So now mm-hmm. you're buying from the, you know, Microsoft, but it's on Steam or you know, they're they're definitely trying to to get rid of, you know, hey, we just make Xbox. Now they're they're trying to be the service. They're trying to be more of an encompassing company rather than uh just, you know, the the console makers or whatever. So I right. think that's. I think honestly, that's exciting to me. I'm. I'm really excited to see what, what they do with all that. Um, oh, same. 
you got anything else for you know the next five years? I I really think a lot of it's just going to be a ton of first party titles or even you know second party or third party or mm-hmm. whatever you know. Uh, but I think we're going to see you know just that huge push for streaming, and I think that's going to really encompass like the next five years or so. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the fifth year, I think you will see uh, a new Nintendo Switch, like Switch Two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. That would be a lot more powerful. I mean, I guess it would it would get up to that you know PS4, Xbox One, a little bit ahead of that level. You think they're of... gonna sti- stick with that then? The the whole idea of the Switch, the handheld console hybrid thing. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. Think so? I think the difference of this time around will be um, a fair difference between the graphical capabilities of it being in the dock and it being handheld. I think there's only so much that they can do for the form factor to make it technically possible to have really good graphics, right, and a handheld factor. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, their answer might be streaming, but the problem is Nintendo's never good at services. No. I hope like they don't go so far behind. Yeah. The thing I worry about is Nintendo never likes to stick to one thing. Once they mm-hmm. do it, they go into something completely different on the next you know, console that they release. Sure. So I, I'm a little nervous that they are going to get away from the idea of the Switch, which I really don't think they should because the Switch is amazing. I, I absolutely love my Switch. Uh, my, my Switch and my Switch Lite now. Um, but I, I really don't think that they should get away from that. But I am concerned that they will because that's the Nintendo way. You find mm-hmm. something that works and then the next one you just fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, I think that they, they'll, they'll do a weird skew. I think that they'll do something where they come with a whole new Switch mm-hmm. um, or they figure out a way. Uh, to again use an external GPU through the dock and up res and, and give more power to your original Nintendo Switch, but maybe you can't play the games portable going the, forward to that. Yeah, I, I can see that being something they go to in the future. One thing that does concern me though, like even uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which was a game that launched. I think within the first year that the Switch was out, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. uh, that game looks really bad handheld. Like oh really yeah, bad. and it yeah. but it, it plays well on TV, but yeah, I mean handheld, it is just it, it's blocky. It just doesn't look right. Uh, everything looks very fuzzy. Um, well, so, Nintendo's going to get pushed into a corner. Yeah, and, Be- and like the they thing can't is though, to do what they do. yeah, they're they. I don't know it. it In it my mind, they have to them. have a service. Yeah, it works for them now, um, but I can see it becoming an issue uh, in the future. Uh, the only thing is, like, I, I really don't want them to get away from that hybrid because I think that is what makes the Switch so special. So if you start getting into games that are only play on TV and you can't play handheld, or it's going to be one of those things where I think you're kind of right, or at least on the right track of, like, streaming to an extent, but I think it's going to be more like um, how PlayStation does some of their streaming where it's actually running on the home console and then it just streams it to your Switch. Or your, I guess, your phone for PlayStation. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 I think it'll be something more like that, where you'll still have a home console that will will do most of the work, but you can like um, have like a second screen type of thing, or it's going to be something that streams to the handheld right. version of it, almost kind of how the Wii U worked, but just better. But I think there will still be things that are fully playable, just handheld or whatever. I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how they try to jump over that next barrier. Because, I mean, they, they also don't care about graphics. They're generally always behind the curve on graphics. But it works for them because 
the style of games that they usually put out and mm-hmm. and just they usually have some something about the console that makes it special enough to where uh you don't it, it's worth it you know it's worth taking that graphical hit a little bit i think uh i, I think what nintendo would do if they, i think if they're smart as a business is they would really heavily look into building a proper services team because I think in the next five years, you have to build that streaming service. People are just going to fucking expect it. Yeah. Um, and I think they don't even, I think what's going to happen is they're not really going to give a shit about the hardware. Like right. the Nintendo console is just going to be like, cool, here it is off to the side. Mm-hmm. It's a service that runs on any of your desi- devices to play their games. And then if you don't have an iPad, if you don't have a phone, if you don't have an older Switch, uh, if you don't have X, Y, and Z, then here's this that you can buy to play our service on. Because I, I, I their think shit that be, is games. Yeah, It's never oh, been absolutely. hardware. It's just the games. The hardware really is not the best. Yeah, it has plenty of issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's it's, let's I mean, be it's, really sh- honest. It's, it's just a tool for you to play their games, which sounds stupid because, you know, people are like, well, it's a tool to play Halo. Yes, but at the end of the day, they're still trying to push the forefront of at least trying to give you extended and bigger fucking graphics on an Xbox, mm-hmm. you know, in, in what would be a consumer package that is, is readily available and somewhat cheap to buy. I would be absolutely shocked if Nintendo ever did that, though, because that's just I, not, that's not what yeah. Nintendo does. Yeah, but... I mean, could we fucking did we did we see at the start of this decade? Would you ever thought, man, they're really gonna fucking work with Xbox on shit? That's fair. I mean, goddamn. I mean, but they still are running their their online service essentially through your phone. You you still can't even chat with people through the console. Oh no, most games. I I agree with you. They're so far behind the idea of even oh yeah streaming that it's it's ridiculous. They don't even have their online service together yet. No, I know. I'm not saying that it may succeed. I'm saying that if they have a ton of money right now, I I would assume as a company that they would be trying to build and acquire people to build an incredible online services team. Like I I would want to build an online services team like a Disney or something like that. I would it hope takes so, Disney but so I'm many just... times to build something yeah. to work as well. And it's it's interesting though, right? Because look at it, you've got the company that really holds some of the most diamond top tier level IP. It's always so difficult for them to build the services behind the IP. Yeah. It's one or the Which, other. It, to me it's absolutely surprising that that's an issue because right. I mean, good god, you're Nintendo. Put out an ad and you're going to get millions of people that are going to be like, hey, no, we we build services, right? And so they should, I mean, building that team should be the easiest thing in the world. You get mm-hmm. those guys over there and they put it together and it, it, but for whatever reason, they just don't. And that's what's so bizarre. Well, and and I think the biggest thing too for Nintendo and, and why I say that they might want to do that is <clears throat> look at what mobile's done for them and oh, yeah. the, 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 point for which someone would have to have access like a touch to that individual for them to go to your product has always been this fucking gate of having to buy the 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 specific piece of hardware right if they can get into a service where it's just literally something that is a necessity nowadays in life which would be 
your smartphone that everyone already has. They didn't have to design it. They didn't have to develop it. They didn't have to put the fucking R&D behind it. People already have it because they need it, and now they can just put their game out to an ecosystem of just millions upon millions upon millions of people, and boom, you can buy a game for 40, 50 bucks. They might be able to even friggin' shrink the cost of the game. Doubtful, but you'd be able to buy the game. And that's why I think that they're just excited about that. Like I, I think that the bounds, I think they'll make something that looks like a switched light or something yeah. like that at, for like kids who don't have a cell phone or something like that or another device. But I think they're going to go to that service. It I makes don't know. so much money. See, to me, it, it, personally, the idea of playing Nintendo games on my phone doesn't appeal to me. I like having a console. I genuinely do. Yeah. And I I feel like there are a lot of people that do. I, m- mobile gaming appeals to a certain market, and it's mm-hmm. not for everybody. And well, I but feel, yeah, but that's also it's been limited. Uh, yeah, to an extent. But I imagine mean, XCloud, imagine Forza on your iPad, and you just have a controller. Yeah, I see, mean, on 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 like a tablet, it's a little. I don't know. There's something about it. I don't. I I personally don't get into it. I I, I think we've don't. been. I think we've been scarred by mobile gaming because I definitely true. have. <laughs> and mobile gaming to me is uh, Candy Crush or yeah. Mario Kart Tour. Right, where yeah. it's dumbed down and stuff like that. We haven't had this ability to just, I mean, the thing play is, Tomb like, Raider on my but, iPad. I'm good to go. But even then, I, I still view mobile gaming as a as a joke to an extent. Like, uh, yeah, you got, sure, your, yeah. you got your candy crushes and things like that, but there's also legit games out there, and they cost, you know, 10, 20 bucks or whatever. But mm-hmm. even then, in my mind, I'm like, why would I pay $10 for a mobile game? When it's right. the same damn game I could get on Xbox or whatever half the time. But it's like, <sighs> I don't know. To to me, the I don't personally play games out and about very often. So mobile just really doesn't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Most of the time I'm playing games at home. And yeah, I play, you know, on the Switch or on the Switch or the Switch Lite pretty often. But that's just because I'm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think something it's more, about it's not. I don't think it's more of like an on the go kind of dealio. Yeah. I think it's just more the courtesy of it. I mean, think about it in in a, in a five second decision making process. He'd be like, "I want to play some Xbox." Okay, cool. I'm just gonna get X Cloud. Right. Which again, and now you're I have still an Xbox. Rely heavily on on the streaming side of it, which is yeah. still in the service that they have to yeah, build, yeah, yeah, yeah. which. I don't have hopes for Nintendo building that service because for right, whatever right. reason, they don't think they can get the people to make the right ecosystem that they need. It's just God, bizarre. No. It bizarre. is pretty wild. So and we'll have more money than God to be able to invest into a team, but it'll yeah. be like, just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> they certainly have the brand recognition and, like you said, more money than God to put into it, and they just don't. I, I It's amazing to me. Um, so anyway, past five years. What else do we have? What do, what do we got? Um, I'm thinking. Um, oh, past five years. So the lottery. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that we're at year yeah. 10 now. And that, yeah. So 2029. Jesus. 20, 20, that seems ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, I think we'll be getting. Well, shoot. I, I will be getting into the next console generation uh, at some point in there, I would think. Uh, Services. No consoles anymore. Yeah, but you'll still have like a box or a, a box if you want to buy it. That's what I think. Yeah, that's what maybe I mean. just like a essentially like a little Chromecast looking thing that you can put into some TVs. But honestly, most yeah. of the time, I think it's going to be just an app. I think you'll be able to have an mm-hmm. app on a, a smart TV on your 
you know, 12K smart TV. <laughs> Your 12K, 150-inch fucking yeah. credit card thin television. Yeah, and it spans the entire wall in your house. Um, uh, we'll have haptic feedback where, you know, when you're playing Call of Duty and you get shot, it hurts like hell because <laughs> we're going to be ready player one in 10 years. I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, I don't think. We're not going to be that far, obviously. I don't think. But who knows? You never know, man. I'd Elon like to Musk see them. Elon Musk is a crazy motherfucker. You know, he's cooking something <laughs> up. I'd like to see uh, them bring back. I forget what the project name was, but the thing uh, this could even be in the next five. But um, uh, whatever the project name was for the Xbox stuff, where basically it was like a projector, but it projected stuff outside of your TV. So like if you got shot or something exploded, it would like strobe, you know, hmm. up against your wall. I don't or like for Forza, no, oh, it was in like a couple E3s ago, and it was basically like this like little blue sky project that they're working on. And, uh, you know, they'd be, like, using Forza, like, they'd be playing Forza Horizon, right? And, like, your car would drift by, like, a bunch of leaves. Well, then leaves would roll across, like, your wall. Or there'd be, like, you know, your car would backfire. It would it would do a quick little flash and just kind of immerse mm-hmm. you a little bit more. Because my thing is, I think VR is going to be gone. You think it's going to be gone? Yeah, I think it's going to go AR. I mean, VR is done. Really? Yeah, VR is like a steam engine, and AR is like the fucking you know internal combustion engine. I mean, why would you, why would you fucking try to recreate an entire world when you can just impose the world inside of real world society? Uh, it's double the work. I think AR has limitations, though. I mean, you're not going to be able to jump into like a full fledged like war zone in an AR environment. I mean, yeah, that, that takes the immersion out of it. When I look over but and I see, also I have dumb. a shitload of pops, but there's also a dude over here in the corner shooting at me. Like that takes yeah. me out of the the immersion. Like the the whole idea of VR is it's supposed to be essentially this deep dive experience where you are being thrown into a new world, which it is. It, it's a big ask for the the people making those games for sure. But I think I I think VR. I personally like VR more than I do AR. Yeah. Well, I think it's. I think AR, in terms of commercial, like consumer-based stuff, is like Pokemon Go and some other little dinky stuff has been used pretty stupidly. Right. But for me, for VR for gaming, I think VR has practicalities in, like, surgery practicing, um, you know, crane stuff and 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 different you know commercial applications and training purposes. But VR gaming, I think I don't I don't see it. I mean, the problem with VR gaming is people are inherently stupid. You are correct. You throw someone into a world, they get dizzy, they get confused, they don't know where they're at, and now it's literally all on them. There's no disconnect from it because now they're literally wearing the fucking thing. They just get frustrated with it. They get annoyed at it. Some people get sick at it. It's just not liked. Yeah. It's just. I mean, it's liked by, by people who are early adopters and people that think it's going to be the future and people are like, well, I want the latest and greatest thing. I want to be in my game. The, the best VR games that have fucking done well for people and won people to, you know, got people to buy VR stuff has been like Beat Saber. Mm-hmm. Quick gimmicky games. There's no difference between Beat Saber, dude, and Tap Out on your iPod <laughs> Touch back in 2007. Fair enough. <laughs> right? There's no there's no crazy application to it. There's right. no, like... There's been, no- um, there's been a few, like, shooter games that have done well, but there... There's there's just still a lot of issues with it, and I think as as it continues, I think they're figuring out a lot more. Um, but yeah, it, 
currently as it stands, it's not looking great, but there there is a pretty passionate fan base behind the mm-hmm. VR community. Yeah. And there's a lot of push towards it. And I think one of the big things that's going to be a tell for the rest of VR going forward is going to be Half-Life Alex. If anybody can do it, if anybody can make a damn good VR game that's going to be oh, revolutionary, boy. it's going to be Valve with Half-Life yeah. Alex. Yeah. And I, well, if that I think flops, that's the, the kind if it of... doesn't do well, that's I yeah that that's when I would be on board thinking yeah, you know we're just not there, it's just not going to take off. But I think it's still to an extent early enough that um, we're it's still expensive for one, so it's hard for people to get into. Right. It's it still makes people sick, but I think some of that could be fixed on the development side. I, I think there's a lot of things that are still to be learned on the development side um, mm-hmm. before this completely takes off. But I, I do actually believe that VR could be um, way more of a common thing going forward, especially now that we have, what is it, the Oculus Quest? Is that the one yeah. that doesn't have wires? So now yeah. you, your setup's a lot less. But the, the biggest thing is VR takes a lot of room to actually get into because you have to, I mean, you got to push your couch out of the way. Change the way you play. Yeah. It's drastically a different thing. Um, that that's my biggest problem is you have to change the way you play. And typically the people who are, who are they're advertising to, and the people who are most likely to purchase that are the hardcore gamers right now. mm -hmm. I think if VR can focus on making games like beat saber and then making games like, Half-Life Alex, where it's going to be more of a storytelling experience and not this crazy adventure shooter and all this crazy shit going on. I think people will be happy with it. I think it uh, will succeed. But it looked like tries, a lot of crazy shit going on in Alex. Yeah, if they if they want to do more like Telltale um, or like Life is Strange, shit like that, where you can walk around the environment if you like, look at clues and stuff like that, not a problem. But you, when you start putting someone into like a you know for an FPS. Or something like that into it. I mean, that's where I think people get annoyed at the fact that they're not good at the game. And it's not, they're not good at holding a controller playing the game. They're in the fucking game now. And they're just not good. And it frustrates the fuck out of people. I talked to a a friend who was playing his VR and he says, I'm not good at it. I'm like, well, like, do you need to play it more? He's like, no, he's like, it's it's fucking, it's my reflexes. Mm. He's like, it's fucking me. (laughs) He's like... (laughs) He's I like, if I, I can't fix that, right? I and mean, this is what got me thinking about it. Cause he's like, you know, if I go, he's like, he's like, Jeff, you're good at hockey. And he's like, I'm good at fucking basketball. If I go and try to put fucking skates on and I say, yeah, time to fucking play a game. Right. If I want to play hockey. Okay. On my Xbox, he's like, I go grab my controller. I know how to fucking move the sticks on the controller. I know how to do stuff on the controller. Not a fucking problem. He's like, I use for VR. I have to put my fucking skates on. Now I have to look around fucking more. I have to understand how to look around in hockey. I have to understand why would I fucking look over there in hockey versus just moving the sticks over or seeing an, you know, an outside view or wider view within the game. He's like, and I just sit there and I go, I'm not fucking good at it. He's like, if you wanted to go play basketball and you have to shoot a fucking three-pointer, do you know where your fucking feet have to be? <laughs> like right. not really. Well, <laughs> he's like, and, and some of good. That, some of that is stuff that could be learned, but there is also still that element of the hand-eye coordination. Like yes, to precisely to get the hand-eye coordination on a controller is one thing. To actually be like to where you're going through and clearing rooms, like you're on a raid, like that's yeah. a whole other <laughs> ball game. Like 
that's situational that's awareness. Right. Situational awareness. Yeah. Because and everything some up of to that this point just has can't been... be trained. Like, I mean, right. like, to an extent, sure, yeah, you can learn some, but mm, I don't know. I, and that's also something you still run into in regular gaming as well. Some people just aren't aware of what's going on around them. Uh, but it, and that's why it, I think VR it's a great training amplified. Tool. It's completely amplified. Right. And that's why I think it's a fantastic training tool. Yeah. Because if you uh, practice honestly, it enough, I mean, you'd be fucking. I bet you. I bet you. If you got someone playing basketball in VR, okay, and you you got the basketball, like you got them a real basketball, all that kind of shit, and you made them do that hours a day for months, they could hit a fucking court and be unreal. Maybe. Dude, they would definitely help them. But if you ask, it would them, help. But I don't think you they'd be unreal. Them, if you ask a guy who plays a shit ton of basketball now to play in fucking VR, he'd fucking suck. I don't I um, I think there's a certain for a sport it's different. Like if you're talking about a simulator where you're playing like playing, you know, surgery, you're playing fucking op- you're doing a game where you got to do open heart surgery and it's training you the different parts of the heart, the different yeah, things you have like to do. Yeah. Like they're using That's it now thing. for, yeah. Right. Which it is an effective training tr- tool where nobody's life is on the line. But uh, the idea of somebody playing VR basketball and then going out onto the court and being the next like LeBron James or something—I I think mm. more in the essence of like a three-point shoot, like uh, a shoot. Maybe, but I mean, you're still—that's the thing, still though, too, dealing right? With the weight of the ball, there's there's still a lot of different things. You can still have incorrect form while playing in a VR game and still get it across that you're doing it correctly because that's things that the developers have to do in order to make it accessible to more people. So mm-hmm. still going out and playing basketball would be different than playing it in VR. I think it would be obviously a big help. Uh, I think you would definitely get better, but I don't I don't know. I don't think it, you know, you you go into uh, you know, M- NBA 2K VR and you're playing that and you know, you you, you win the finals. You're you're just amazing right you're the same par as like lebron and michael jordan type thing you know and then you go out on the court i i still i think there's a divide there the problem Uh, is too it's just limiting i mean i I can go play nhl 20 i know for a fact that they can make an nhl game for an xbox they cannot make it they can never make an nhl game for vr no no i mean i don't think sports games would yeah i don't think sports games would translate unless it was a shootout or fucking whatever again as vr's as VR sits now, currently right. we're still in that gimmicky stage. But if if we do get to the point where VR is better and they get a lot of things solved, I think we will have, could eventually get to that point. But the biggest thing is, is there going to be a certain threshold that developers and uh, designers are going to hit before they're just like, nah, this isn't going to work? Or are they going to keep pursuing it? Is this is going to be something that is going to be constantly pursued, or else it will fail? That's the biggest thing. Is when do people pull out on it? Right. Um, Anything okay, else my, for ten years? <laughs> my question. On that VR yeah. Thing. One. One last question before we before we wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um, GameStop. Does it? Oh, long survive? gone. No, long gone. Won't even last five years. Ooh, I disagree with you on that. And the only saving grace I give it is that if these new consoles have absurd download times. And you can purchase a disc to which most of the game is on that disc already, and it alleviates those download times, especially in areas that we live in, minus your home in Auburn. 
I think people will actually go buy physical copies of the game more than they would the digital copy in those areas. And that's the only way. But beyond five years, I don't think, yes, I agree. I don't you think You already have stop. to download games. I mean, even from the disc currently. Yeah, yeah, but you don't have to download the whole fucking game. You have to download uh, the update. It's most of it. No, no you have to download game, the game. Yeah, but the game's downloading from the local copy. From the disc, yeah. It's yes. not using it's the not internet. using internet. Craig, right. Craig. Right. <laughs> is all I have to say. Fair enough. Can you imagine Craig? 120 gig. Right. Game. Oh. Uh. It would well, take it him takes two him, weeks. It takes him four days to download like a a 40 gig update. Right. So. <laughs> right. And I think that like for the first couple of years, I think that might help them a bit. Right. And it might be like one of those like little like cheat things that people are like, oh, just go buy the game first. And then you only have like, you know, 15 or 20 gigs to download aside from downloading the local copy from the disc and then the Internet side. That might help them out. Other than that, yeah. I mean, I, five years, they're still long gone. Does hey, anyone buy them or no? two or three years. What's that? Does anyone buy them? No. They've already tried to open it up to invest or not investors, but for people to buy it, nobody fucking wants it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sinking ship, man. And even then, why do you need GameStop? You can go to Walmart and buy the disc. All of these other retailers can do multiple things in Excel right, yeah, yeah. and still take a hit on certain things like video games, whereas GameStop, that's the only thing they have. Yeah. Anymore, you don't even need them. I mean, you can buy it from Amazon. You can buy it from Walmart. You can buy it from Target. All these different places have it. Well, I we thought I'd, they were going to be better into like the PC and like the, the well, eSports. Oh, I do have one more question, but yeah. the the uh, That stuff, but then we saw the, the leaked image of the... Yeah. Community I think, area and we went, oh boy. I think it's two two years max. Because, I mean, they're they're constantly mo- losing money as is. They've already shut down ThinkGeek, which, honestly, in my mind, I would have shut down GameStop before I would ThinkGeek. I think well, Think they fucking has- ruined ThinkGeek because ThinkGeek Online, they should have just left it alone and just had oh, some yeah. little pop-up shops here and there. Yeah. Would have done great. But the problem with them is they hold so much inventory, in my mind. Yeah. I mean, there's shit that sits there forever. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I'd be surprised if they even make it to the two-year mark. Did Think Geek shut down? I mean, down it's at been mall? two years now since they've been talking about basically tanking, and they're shutting down stores left and right, and firing employees and all this yeah. stuff. Like, I don't know, man. I, did, I, I'd be surprised they even make it two more years. Did, did Think Geek, um, did Think Geek shut down at Glenbrook, at our mall? No, it's still open not yet. Right now. Still open. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're right fucking next to each other. Like, why not just incorporate them together? I don't think they have the space. They, they, like you said, they have so much inventory. Uh, you walk into ThinkGeek, it is jam packed. There's also got to be some sort of like tax purpose or something on that end too. Uh, there could be. Because if two entities shared like one location under one thing, I don't know, something weird. There's probably yeah, some weird business. I'm sure thing. there's something, but it's obviously not saving their company because they're struggling hard. Oh yeah, they on the struggle bus. Big I could time. see Amazon purchasing some of the stores solely to turn them into Amazon Go. <laughs> I think I think that's something you would see. I think honestly, like the uh, one on um, the one that we went to to get Super Smash, that'd be a perfect Amazon Go location. Yeah, or even just turn it into a small Amagon, Am- Amagon, Amazon game store. They could have a few pop up ones here, you know, like put. Put one in in each major city type of thing. Amazon has 
enough money to do something like that and they could excel and it could just be a small little thing it doesn't even have to be anything large um uh but i i think something like that would excel but i don't think anybody's going to stick out a hand for gamestop and try to save them side buy them or anything side comment i don't know why amazon doesn't buy gas stations don't know i mean fucking brilliant completely unmanned amazon goes completely unmanned there's an amazon go in chicago when we were there last weekend yeah yeah, looked great. Didn't go in it. It's fucking know. closed. But it looked fantastic. I mean, it looked clean Unmanned as shit. and it was closed. What's the fucking point of that? I think they're still in trial. Ah, uh, okay. So, th- so basically, it was closed. <laughs> like, um, it was closed on the weekend. Uh huh. And I think what they do is, I think like the Amazon guy goes in there, or people go in there, and they mm-hmm. stock it gotcha. on the weekend. But I'm sitting there like, well, fuck, I need a convenience store on the weekends for convenience. Yeah. And this would be part of the reason hmm. why we might not be able to have an unmanned store. But whatever. I mean. I think Jeff Bezos probably knows what he's doing. He's like one of the richest men alive. So maybe, uh, maybe he might have um, an idea of what he's doing. One last question. Okay. Uh, before wrapping up, I forgot uh, esports. Uh, I'm curious to hear your answer because I, I think you'll be uh, surprised by mine. Uh, assume, esports. Where the fuck do they go? I assume you're gonna say something like it's gonna die. <laughs> no, not die. Um, I think it's just gonna keep getting larger. Okay. I mean, like think- the word esports and esports as a whole, or the audience, or like, I mean, like the business of it is, as a whole. Just you just think it's going to keep getting bigger and bigger and I, bigger? I think it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. If if they are given the stage, they can grow it. I mean, think about how many people play games. More people play games than that people that play sports. I mean, in all honesty. So mm-hmm. you, you oh, figure. Yeah. Um, there's definitely the audience for that and the generation that is growing up like my kids uh they are very much into watching people play games and i mean while our generation isn't necessarily um there is obviously that generation that does enjoy that and as they continue to get older uh and have the ability to watch more or go to these events i think it's just going to keep getting larger and eventually you know most of these esports teams don't really make a ton of money well like the actual players do but like the the owners of the teams generally aren't making a bunch of money but i think eventually it will get to a point where they're making money like a a nfl team type thing i mean maybe not quite that large but um Mm -hmm. uh, of the of a professional uh team i think there is that potential um there it's just got to get away from the weird gamer stigma that's that's the the problem i there's this stigma of some of these esport events where it turns into almost like a comic con and that actually scares some people away. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only issue. I, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but it does scare people away from going to that, that aren't into that actual environment and into, you know, people walking around dressed up as their favorite league of legends character or whatever. That's a tall order. That's like asking the jacked up dude at a UFC fight, not to go to the game. Right, and it's not going to happen, and I know it won't, but I think there is potential that it could grow or that stigma kind of gets knocked down a little bit as, you know, uh, I, I don't, I'm not exactly sure how that will all shake down, but um, I, I fully do think that esports can go up from here. I mean, you figure Ninja's the, the very first uh, esports player to be put, or not esports, but a gamer to be put on the cover of ESPN, right? And, and that he won happened an SP. just this year. Yeah, you want an SP. Like, all of these things are 
showing that it has potential to grow <clears throat> and it's it's making uh, steps in the right direction. But it's just going to be a matter of how they handle it going from here, I guess. Yeah. For, for me, I think uh, in order for esports to pass a wall, like I think like a League of Legends and like Dota and stuff like that is fantastic, and that mm-hmm. that will continue to grow because mm-hmm. that is that's a huge base upon it. The problem I have is that esports is a lot of fucking segmentation. So like oh, yeah. t- take in like your professional sports leagues, which esports continually wants to. It's called esports. They're trying to mimic professional sports right. within a gaming realm, right? The problem with that is they're too making many games. Yeah, they're making too many leagues. Mm-hmm. And they're all different. It's not like um, it's not like uh, you know you watch the NHL, which are the pros, and then the AHL, and then the OHL, and then there's this linear progression up to you know the pros from the juniors to the pros, right? Um, it's like you have fucking five different kinds. It, it's hard to explain. It's like you you have oh, different gotcha. sports. You know, you yeah. have like a baseball, got- a basketball, a soccer. Right. A fucking football and a hockey. Well, and even just within the, leagues. the MOBA realm, you have Dota, you have League of Legends. Uh, right. That's probably the two main ones right there. But if, if you're talking about shooters, I mean, there's Call of Duty, there's Halo, there's right. Overwatch. There's there's all of these different games mm-hmm. within the realm. And that, that is the issue you do run into with esports because they try to do too much. There's too many leagues. But at the same time, there's a fandom for all of these sports. But it's not large enough to promote each individual esport in itself. Right, like correct. You got you got Rocket League esports. Awesome. Love it. Super cool. These guys are incredible at the game. But it's not for everybody. Nobody not everybody wants to sit there and watch this. Like I watch a little bit of it, but even then I don't watch all of it. I mean, there's right. there's just so much that they're trying to do. It's not like you just have hockey, baseball, football, um uh, basketball, you right? Know, that's that's my, that's you don't my have thing. Like just five main sports now. It's like reversed, right? It's like reversed because you'll have a MOBA, right? And like you said, you'll you'll list off like the three or four different fucking MOBAs. Well, let's say MOBA is uh, akin to like a, a football. Okay, so <clears throat> I may have played football as a kid. Cool, my friends have played football. We've all played the same fucking game, right? Now, my only job as a viewer. Right is to choose. Cool. So it's the same game. What league of the same game do I want to watch? Right? Is it going to be the XFL or is it going to be the NFL? If it's going to be that, now I have teams to choose from that all play the same fucking game. Right. Versus the esports stuff. Right? Is cool. Me and my friends play league. We're just going to watch league because that's league. And that's a MOBA, but League is different than Dota. Dota is different than X, Y, and Z. And so I think, um, it, like, because it's fucked. Because esports originally started with, like, MLG, right? Where it was just basically, like, they built a game where they used Unreal Tournament as, like, mm-hmm. a generic general test, I guess, right. if you will, for gaming ability. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't work. Because right. all that basically is is, like, someone going through, like, like an, it's like American Ninja Warrior. It's like someone going through a fucking little trial course that's dumb. There's not these little anomalies that happen in play or scoring and stuff like that. And so now what they're doing with the segmentation, you're never going to be able to build audiences that are big enough that would be taking esports as a whole, I think, as serious or be able to have long-term sustain growth. I mean, like a league is is a is an anomaly. Aside from that, like a Rocket League, for example. Mm-hmm. I, 
you yeah. know, like wh- the market. Where does like, that? Right. So, so you're just. It's interesting because you're having all these sports come up, and then the sports die off, yeah. and then nobody plays the sport anymore. Versus like the NFL celebrating, you know, a hundred years, right, of a league of a sport. It's interesting. You looking up stats? I'm looking up uh, <clears throat> list of esports games. God, it's got to be retarded. <laughs> uh, Street Fighter, Super Smash Bros., Marvel vs. Capcom, <laughs> Capcom, Tekken, Killer Instinct are your fighter games. Uh, First-person shooters, you have Doom, Quake, Counter-Strike, Call of Duty, Unreal Tournament, Halo, Painkiller, Battlefield, Crossfire, Overwatch, Team Fortress 2, Rainbow Six Siege, Alliance of Valiant Arms, and Special Force 2. Uh, real-time strategy, you have StarCraft Brood War, WarCraft 3, and StarCraft 2. Uh, for sports games, you have FIFA, Madden, NBA 2K, uh, Pro Evolution Soccer, and Rocket League. Uh, for racing, you have Gran Turismo Sport, iRacing, Project Cars, and Trackmania. Trackmania is... <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, multiplayer mm-hmm. online battle arena, you have Dota. League of Legends, Smite, Heroes of the Storm, Vainglory, and Mobile Legends, Bang Bang. Uh, and some others are Gears of War, War Thunder, World of Tanks, World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, Pokemon, uh, Poyo Poyo, and Tetris. That is the official Wikipedia list of esports games. Right. So it's like how do you how do you grow right. with all those finger quotes sports? Right. Around you constantly, taking yes. people away. Seven different categories, and the seventh category is just a catch-all. I mean, essentially. Right. But even just first-person shooters, you have 14 different games. So, 14 different sports. Yeah. Just for that one category of sport. Right. And that's not different like leagues, because I mean, you can't... They're all different. They play all different. Oh, absolutely. For, for me, I think they've got it. You have to do something... That is almost Olympic style, to which you have leagues like the FPS league for esports, and like teams literally play like three, so like three well, different games. I mean, like or Cloud, they make shit. Cloud Nine has like a league team. They have a a uh, Rocket League team. They have a they have an Overwatch team too, don't they? Cloud Nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so I mean, they kind of do that to an extent. But yeah, I get it. Like you. Yeah, need I'm to saying have more like the event. event. Yeah, yes. one event. Yeah, like the event is just here's FPS and the same fucking team needs to play COD, you know. Yeah. A bunch of other FPS. I think FPS that would shooters. be the the way you need to go with it. I mean, you, you other, need otherwise, to... I mean, how do you you fucking you can never get people to relate because then right. they they pick up League, they go fuck, I'm done with League. I'm going to go to you know, Dota. Well, if mm-hmm. there was something a game that was created for this kind of measure of skill or right. there was just I mean, I don't know. Right. I they need to have like an esports FPS, and that is that is the event. That is the whole event. It's not just a tournament for you know just <clears throat> Call of Duty or whatever, like right. like you're saying. And so then you have this event, and now you get people that are watching, uh, you know, just for the Call of Duty content, but they're also now watching Halo. They're also now watching right. Counter Strike because they're they're watching their team. They're invested in the team now, and that's right. how you make it a team sport, like you said. You know, people watch things in the Olympics that they don't give a shit about because they want their team to win, right? You know, <laughs> right. You, watch, you watch the USA go and play sports right. that you don't give a shit about at all. 
just because you're cheering them on or Canada or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's always like I I think you're on to something there. I really do think that's how you ha- you would have to go forward. Now you have a fighting tournament and that is just the the four fighting games and yeah. you each team has a a sub team within their team, you know, so like Cloud9 for example, they yeah. now have a team for Killer In- Instinct, Smash Bros, um Tekken and whatever the last one was. I don't have the list up anymore, but and right. that's how you do the event now. And now it's it's a bigger thing rather than having larger tournaments, you consolidate that a little bit into different teams that now are a part of a larger organization or a team. So like again, Cloud9, and I think that would be how you market that event and how you make it actually work in a real environment. And then you right. can rotate games out, you know, like eventually oh, yeah. Yeah. Eventually, sure. like I mean, uh, painkiller. I, I genuinely don't even a hundred percent know what that is. Never played it, yeah, but no. you know, say that rotates out or something, and now you bring in a new game, and that that becomes a staple of your FPS games right. for a while. Or you know, with your Call of Duties, you rotate it out every year for the newest Call of Duty or whatever. Like you, mm-hmm. you always have to have that progression. But at the same time, now you have it consolidated into a point where people can actually cheer for something and right. enjoy watching it rather than just watching thing, one thing. Is I think esports genuinely wanted to be that. And what has happened is companies have created into an environment to encapsulate fans in a community and hold them just within that bubble. Right. To make buttloads of fucking money. Which yeah. is fine. That's business, dude. I get it. Yeah. But if the if there's one side that's pulling saying, well, we want esports to be a big thing, but all you're doing is having your Overwatch League series and that's it, and eventually it's not gonna fucking grow. In fact, you know for a fact eventually all it's going to do is fucking die. Right. Because the game eventually is not going to be played that much. Mm-hmm. You're not promoting what would be akin to what you're trying to fashion to be, which would be sports, which would be a long-standing history and league surrounding by an activity. I think that is part of the the difficulty there as well, though. Like you said, you know, football doesn't really change. Like the NFL pretty much stays the same. You get a few rules that change, but it's not like there's a new iteration coming out all the time. Terrible So (laughs) (laughs) So like Overwatch – for, for example, is is one that is kind of difficult because the player base goes up and down so much and it, there is, you know, it, now you're putting a lot more pressure on the company to create a game more frequently so you keep that player base up. There's, there's it, esports have a, a lot of weird caveats that regular sports don't suffer from and it's just, it, it does make it way more difficult for sure. Oh, Absolutely. And I just, I don't know, I would, I really would like to see something, uh, in that, in that kind of Olympic, Olympic esque kind of feel to it where we just amalgamate things, but it's not going to happen because it's what keeps people into these games and these environments. And then it's what makes them money, right? It's a perpetual cycle of just, now I'm going to play it because I just watched it and I'm going to spend money while I'm playing it. And then it just keeps rotating and rotating and rotating and rotating. So it'll be weird. But yeah, I think, I think esports. Um, we'll go, we'll either have to do, like we said, that avenue, uh, of, of amalgamating everything, or it's going to just be at a plateau mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. And it's just going to be like a thing that's expected that happens with games. Like here's a league and the league lasts four years and then it's dead. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. It, that's, 
It's the it, fucking it's weirdest difficult. thing. It is difficult. It, it's not. Uh, I mean, how as weird is that as, as a company? Would think it would be. How weird is that as a company? You literally see so you're Blizzard, right? You have Overwatch. Like, let's make this league. Let's put a bunch of money into this. We're gonna do this. It's gonna make us money, but we know this is going to go away. Right. This is going to die. Versus a sport. If the NFL dies, someone could come in and make a different league. Yeah. And it would be picked up upon. Right. Well, and and in that example, I mean, for NFL, essentially the main fandoms that you have for football are either college football fans or NFL fans. Like you get small groups of people that watch some of the other leagues, but um I mean, predominantly, you get more people that just watch the NFL or they watch college or they watch both. Um, so, I mean, you also run into that issue as well because now you've got – it's <laughs> – the more and more you think about it, the more problems you run into, all these different little roadblocks and things right. that come Well, and, and, and the collegiate league for, like, league, nobody's really – Nobody, yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's people almost watch more it, like a but qualifier just to correct. end up finally getting to you know the actual league, right? Hmm. So that so that like farm team shit where it's a linear progression up to right. the pros. It's not. I mean, it's it's just not watched. No, and and honestly, I mean, I've never really met anyone that watches much of you know the for right NFL or anything either or baseball. I mean. I don't know anybody who's a diehard, you know, double A MLB fan, you know, <laughs> it's, well, well, there I, are some, I guess there are yeah. some, I mean, somebody's paying the bills for him, but, uh, mm. yeah, it's bizarre. Hmm. I think that's uh, a lot of those. I don't know how, how much they're watched, but I think they're, they're so funded by the teams above them because right, the, that's, yeah. the whole goal is right. But right. esports just aren't at that level. I mean, you're not going to be able to fund all of the teams down below it to that point yet uh-huh. I mean, nor, be, nor 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 would you even want to because again if the lifespan of some of these leagues is only going to be five years why the fuck are you going to make these smaller tiers right and that's what i was saying about now you're putting a lot of pressure on developers to make these games way right. more frequently so now you know uh, a game only lasts two years because you got to keep that player base up and you have to keep the the league going and so now it's like hey you know it it almost has to become like a call of duty where it comes out every year or it has to come out every mm-hmm. every two years you know but anything beyond that now now you're stretching it now there's going to be other games that come out in that time period that people want to play and they're going to lose you're going to lose attention from from these people and yeah it's it becomes a whole ordeal fascinating Huh. Absolutely fascinating. Uh, well, guys, uh, if you want to support us, we just blew our own minds. Head on over to patreon.com slash podcast. Become a patron over there. Uh, you can also get a free 30-day trial of Audible, which is an audiobook service brought to you by Amazon by going to audibletrial.com slash diggity. It's D-I-G-G-I-T-Y. Get access to a ton of, of oh, my gosh, of audiobook titles. Choose from. Uh, keep one for yourself. If you don't like the trial, cancel it and keep the audiobook, whatever. Do what you want. But listening to books is better than reading them. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Diggity Podcast. Subscribe to your YouTube channel also, Diggity, for our live streams of the podcast. Uh, for those who are listening to the audio version of the podcast or actually if you're watching the video as well, uh, leave us a review. It helps us out a ton. It does two things for us. One, it gets us noticed on those platforms um, because they're 
pretty much based on engagement. And two, if there's something that you really liked or didn't like, you can let us know in the review and let's just make our content better each and every single time that we create a video uh, or a podcast. Um, you can find me on Xbox One. My gamer tag is Maple Jeff. Mine is Luscious Brody. And you can also find me on PlayStation 4 at Wolverine's Cousin. Sweet. And until next time, guys, we will see you for a regularly scheduled program in the new year. Oh, wait, no. This is technically on Wednesday, isn't this it? This is, yeah. This is the Holy of the new year. Holy shit. Welcome to 2020. Unless you're well, watching this I on guess YouTube. you'll have, you'll. <laughs> You'll listen to us in a live and up-to-date news perspective, I guess, yeah. for the first show on our Friday one. So there we go. Great. Cool. Scheduling errors. This is what happens when you work in the past. <sighs> Damn it. Anyways, guys, see you for the Friday show. See ya. The future.